And that is our cue. Welcome to Big Life Conversation. You are here with Nicole and Barbara for the next two hours from four to six every Monday evening to get your week off to a great start. Um, welcome. It's uh, just a little after four, about seven minutes after four o'clock. Uh, and we've just had the wonderful Sharon playing her Decades Hits before us. So thank you very much for that wonderful program. Always gets us started for our program at the start uh, every week. So thank you so much for those wonderful tunes. We like those every week. Uh, just checking in with the weather since we've had our news we had a low of eight and a high was predicted to be 19, but I think we only hit 18. But that's pretty nice weather. We're starting to feel the spring in the air and quite a few beautiful blossoms out there, which I noticed in a walk today. Decided to get out and have a walk in the sunshine, which is a really nice thing to do now that we're getting a little bit more of it. Uh, so hope you are doing well. We have a great show lined up for you. But before we tell you a little bit about our guests, how are you, the wonderful Barbara O'Sullivan? Thank you, the brilliant Nicole McCauley. <laughs> I'm very well. Thank you for asking. I hope you are too. It looks like you are. Um, yes, uh, just enjoying that warmer weather too and counting down to the first day of spring officially on Friday. can't quite believe it. I know. That is flown. This second half has gone... Fairly quickly has, this year, and, and I think we're going to be talking about that word starting with C, and it happens at the end of the yearish thing again. Right. And I, I'm, I'm a little bit not ready for it. No, after complaining about how freezing cold it's been, now we, then we're going to be complaining how damned hot it's going to get. I have so, a feeling it could be a, mm, uh, you know, they're predicting a very, very hot, hot summer. So a bit uh, of a scorcher, unfortunately. Yes, yes. Probably no need to go north to get your heat. No, uh, but Melbourne from the north do coming it. down south. <laughs> yes, yes, Melbourne will be doing quite well with that as well. So, um, yes, I think we're sort of bracing ourselves and uh, making sure that all of our uh, cooling is working, or we should be doing that right now as yes. well. Not that we want to be using that uh, profoundly, given the cost of living and uh, yes. the cost of gas. At Which the reminds me, um, don't forget this Thursday, around the 31st of August, last day of winter, is the last day you can claim your energy rebate from the government Ooh, if yes. you are so inclined. That's the second one. Good, yes. good reminder to get your second one in. I've done mine. My mum thankfully reminded me of the second one and so that is nicely in the bank as we speak. So yes, every little helps. Absolutely, yeah. every little bit does help. Um, did you have much to do over the weekend, Barbara? Well, I was working mainly in a cool, I'm ah, afraid. Yes. But, um, yeah, so what about yourself? Well, I, I know we spoke off air about the football. Uh, yes, so I'm that. quite happy with my team and where they're positioned at the Brisbane moment. Brisbane Lions you're talking about? Yes. yes. Um, but uh, the people at my house that are uh, all Bulldogs supporters were hoping that your team was going to win Yes, well, Carlton just threw a span in the works by after nine uh, consecutive wins, they started to sort of to drop, their, <laughs> drop their bundle or something. And like, yesterday, I don't know what happened. But anyway, no. we are in the finals. Yes. So I'm happy about that for the first time in 10 years. But yes, it's, it was disappointing for some other teams that missed out. Yes, mm. absolutely. So um, let's let's hope they're there. I worked on Saturday, but I had a wonderful uh, dinner on Friday evening with yes. the uh, women of Whitehorse. So oh, right. Jennifer Brosnan that we have in every so often, oh, friend yes. of the show, who tells us all about the wonderful networking group for women, both in business and outside of business. Um, and they have monthly events that happen uh 
there's Thursday dinners, Friday uh, networking events, and this was actually the birthday of Jennifer's that we all went to celebrate. Okay. A wonderful place uh, called Auntie Kim's in Johnson Street, uh, Collingwood. Oh, and so not, new, not in the city of Whitehorse. Not <laughs> in the city of Whitehorse. We went outside of the city of Whitehorse to do those celebrations, not very far, mind you, mm-hmm. um, and had a wonderful seven-course menu there which What's was the beautiful. Well, it is actually by the same owners as Rice Paper Scissors, which we oh, have been to in yes. Hardware Lane, which also are, have a restaurant in Fitzroy as well. Mm-hmm. And so this is more of a function space where they can have weddings uh, and smaller groups. And we had a really long table and took up half the the space oh, yeah. and um, it was a special uh, event and um, nice little celebration oh, for um, for Jennifer, who wasn't sort of touting her her age, but that <laughs> that number that has been clicking around in our studio oh, recently yes. that that one there, <laughs> um, so wonderful and uh, lots of sport. You know, the, my boys are um, trying to get their basketball teams into the grand finals. Oh yeah, that's a time. And uh, mm. uh, I think they one has escaped <laughs> and the other one is raring to go so we have some grand finals to go to as well so Fantastic. that was quite nice uh, and another thing just more on the entertainment news is that um, the youngest 12 went to see uh, a movie with some friends it was a 12 year old birthday party so they mm-hmm. went to the palace cinemas and they saw the movie Strays. Now, oh, about the dogs, about the dogs, yes. which you would think would be aimed at children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you have a closer look, apparently the mother <laughs> apologised to all the parents oh, when they dear, picked their, the their their boys up and said uh, it was a little bit more risque than they thought. <laughs> lots of dogs humping other dogs. Oh, really? Do you know what? Uh, was lots of innuendo. Ma fifteen. Oh, because it looks like it's been promoted as a kids' film. You're right. It has oh, been promoted yeah. that way, and it is That's these sneaky. animated dogs oh, and. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it was it was perfect for twelve year old boys. I have to say, <laughs> oh, yes. but um, lots of swearing, lots of sexual innuendo. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it had the works apparently, and uh, there was a lot of apologies had. So if you're expecting to take your young children over the school holidays, just might mm. want to have another think about yes. what they know and what you would yes. expect to see. Uh, have a little <laughs> closer look at um, some of the shorts. Will mm. Ferrell is the voice of one of the oh, dogs okay. in particular. Right. Um, so you can kind of gather what sort of humour is going on there as well. Mm. So a little bit of dirty humour there. Um, <laughs> touch, so a little yeah. bit of a surprise there out there if, you, uh, if you're if um, you thinking about heading that way. Yes, um, good to point out. Um, your school holidays coming up, as you said. There is school holidays coming up very soon. They are looming in the first few weeks of September. Oh, before we go on to Nicole, can we send a cheerio to our dear colleague uh, Jacinta, who sadly can't be with us today. Yes, uh, hi, Jacinta. Uh, if you're listening in there, uh, hope uh, all's going well, and we look forward to seeing you, uh, we hope, next Monday, that uh, all, all being well. Um, yes, yeah, so... Um, also, need to remember some musical birthdays around this time. I was going to say, do you have any birthdays to well, talk musical through? ones. Musical um, ones. The late great Amy Winehouse ah. um, would have been celebrating hers uh, just, uh, I think it was on the 27th of August. Um, and Michael Jackson uh, tomorrow would be would have been his 65th birthday. Wow. Um, and it's actually sharing it with my dear departed grandmother. Um, wow. And... 
uh, also Van Morrison. So uh, at least um, Van is still very much with us. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, big yeah. fan of his. Uh, yeah, and so to all those uh, Virgos, is it that time of year now? It Nicole? is. There's a, a absolute bout of birthdays coming my way mm. uh, in September. So um, I'll have quite a few to talk through there as well. But the show today, we have guests. We have guests for you today. We um, have a friend of the show, Ms. Ida Chong, joining us from a walk on the wild side. She always has something great to talk about from a food perspective, but she's I believe she's going to have a little chat to us about some of the Italian film festival that has been on. Oh, it's about to come about on. About to come on, yep. sorry, yes. Uh, and then after 5.10, we have the... Um, very talented Merlene uh, Hutt, I believe, and she is from NICA and there is a wonderful um, event going on called Within These Walls and uh, she'll be able to tell us a little bit more about that mm-hmm. coming up after five. So looking forward to that. As always, we have our um, entertainment news, our science news and views a couple of great tunes as well as our songs and um, hopefully today you'll have a look at the recipe that is on our Facebook page, um, Big Life Convo. So if you like what you hear today and you want to find out a little bit more and find out about our guests, head over to our Facebook page, Big Life Convo. Uh, it is uh, just past quarter past four. You're on Big Life Conversation on 94.1 3WBC with Nicole and Barbara. Let's go to uh, our first tune for the day. Here's a new one that I quite like, this uh, um, new song but sounding slightly older style. This is Stephen Sanchez, Until I Found You. Enjoy. How's that track? A really nice, mellow, hauntingly mellow song, tuned by Stephen Sanchez until I found you. Uh, new song done old. Now, yeah, I like him, but where is he from? Is he is he Australian? Um, I don't actually know to oh, tell okay, you the truth, like but yes. uh, that one's getting a really good play at the moment because it is such a nice chill tune. Um, and a very pretty tune. Yeah, shades so of um, Roy Orbison, like shades of um, Marlon Williams is the guy I'm thinking of, the New Zealand yes. performer who's um, had that song What's Chasing You just recently. And again, uh, the similar sort of sound. So, yeah, very I like similar, mm. similar sort of sound. Now, um, I don't know if you heard about the NAPLAN results that came out yes, recently. Yes, I have heard a bit. Um, there has been a uh, little kerfuffle mm. about uh, what has been. Um, touted as some of the worst results that we have seen for a while, but understandable given we had two years of lockdown and mm. some students that did not take to uh, homeschooling very well whilst parents working and uh, a very tricky thing to um, to achieve. But uh, the Australian schools and particularly the Victorian schools are, are finding it um, hard to catch up and trying to get children to catch up. Uh, however, having said that, uh, the friends at the shovel had something to say <laughs> about this, uh, a little bit tongue-in-cheek that I thought I would share with you, a little satirical website that we know and love so well that I thought you might like to listen to. Um, this one's titled, NAPLAN Results Could Be Gooder. <laughs> government concedes. <laughs> um, the federal government admits literacy num- and numeracy skills should be improved faster. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, following 15 years of NAPLAN testing, results from this year's test released Wednesday showed a 2.04 decline in writing, spelt with an R, <laughs> skills. Reading has declined too, with many children now unable to maintain the necessary concentration to read the end of a... <laughs> Uh, Grammar results had also gone backwards since uh, the new KNEW mm-hmm. testing was introduced in 2007. Encouragingly, numeracy levels have actually improved over the last 10 years by around a third, and in brackets, 11%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boom, boom. So, um, yes, I think uh, there's a little bit of a, a gap there. And I've certainly noticed that not so much with my uh, older child, but with the younger ones and just how difficult it was for the, the primary aged children to um, stay attuned and stay focused in, uh, in yes, mm. in, in the home base where there are parents and other siblings also working away in their own rooms. So um, we're certainly noticing that in the NAPLAN results. Having said that, you know, NAPLAN aren't necessarily the best um, – Measure it mm-hmm. is a Nonetheless. measure, but mm. not the measure of yes. um, how well people do. So uh, there are a lot of other things that it doesn't take into account, such as you know your creativity and your lateral thinking, etc. So um, yes, uh, yes, it's it's just one measure. Having said that, the the wonderful people at The Shovel have their war on 2023 coming up the annual comedy gala. Uh, So in Melbourne, that is on the 8th and 9th of December, um, and you can buy tickets now for that as well. Is that at the F&M again, Nicole? Is that right? Uh, Let me just double check. Um, I don't know where that particular one is, but you can absolutely go to The Shovel Mm -hmm. website and find out and also book tickets from there as well. Speaking so. of the shovel, our friend um, is it Mark Humphreys who mm. does um, a little spot or used to do a little spot uh, every second week on 730 Port. Sadly, that spot's been axed due to funding cuts. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that, they can't even spare um, there's a three or four minutes every two weeks for that. That's a real shame because it's uh, he's a very talented guy and so all the people involved with uh, putting that uh, little slice of, of comedy on at the end of the 730 Report every second Thursday night. So that should be missed but apparently uh, they're going to be uh, looking at some other thing, maybe expanding to a, a comedy spot for maybe even four or five minutes, according to my Well, <laughs> yes. Well, Somewhere woo-hoo, else, maybe. <laughs> woohoo! You know, that could definitely play a part in that as well. I know they're, they're very funny and they're very tongue-in-cheek and uh, fairly well-rounded in their responses as well. Mm. Um, just following on from the shovel, they also had a, um, a little note to say about the profits that Qantas were touting uh, recently as mm. well. So, um, not Airfare's not dropping in, in price. No. No, no. I think there was little conversations about all of the um, people flying back to see their families overseas and are they actually propping up Qantas because the fares were so expensive Mm, for them to do so. Indeed. Um, But also that they were claiming that – that there wasn't the ability to um, get refunds on tickets purchased in the past as oh, well okay. now. Yeah. Um, and, again, the shovel had something to say about that as well. Again, not the uh, opinions or thoughts of the uh, show or <laughs> management um, <laughs> or, 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 or the uh, studio as well, the um, – 
uh, 3WBC. This is called Claiming Your Taxpayer Refund from Qantas. Um, this week's Qantas announced, uh, Qantas announced a $2.5 billion profit. Um, please read the important update below about how they plan to refund the $2 billion taxpayer-funded subsidies they received in 2020 and 2021. Mm. Um, there's a, a very long um, article there about... Um, Claiming your credit and it's how it's how easy it is to request your money back, which, you know, is a long and convoluted sort of, <laughs> of piece there as well. But uh, just saying that um, after all of the people that were let off um, and the different subsidies, there's this huge, huge profit sort of doesn't quite ring very um, well with those people, especially that have never been able to, to get their jobs back. So Indeed, uh, yes. It's a little bit tough, that one. Yes, so um, that is a little bit from the shovel that we were speaking about as well. Um, So we also have a couple of little segments that I thought we might um, talk about, but we we, um, have been starting up our little joke segment, um, which I heard a great one over the weekend that I'll have to um, talk through a little bit later Mm -hmm. on the show uh, that comes from my... The other half in my um, family situation. A clean and, one? <laughs> uh, it is a clean one. It was quite a funny one, actually, and I'm just um, grappling with the words at the moment, so I might have to phone a friend to get the uh, the details. <laughs> um, but I thought we might do a little bit of what gets up our nose. Mm. Um, do you have a what gets up your nose, Oh, Barbara, yes, Nicole. I'm sure I'm not the today. only one. Uh, what gets up my nose? Um, people, usually men, who take liberties with young women uh, when deciding they want to congratulate them, particularly on a, a piece oh, of uh, fine work. Uh, in this oh, particular case, yes. I'm talking about a sporting winner of a Spanish uh, women's football team. Uh, yes, uh, and taking liberties and kissing people uh, not only on the face but on the mouth. Um, and have you seen that footage? Uh, yes, I have seen that mm. footage. And it's, uh, trying to pretend that this uh, this man is claiming that um, he, it was consensual. Uh, did he get a written invitation? That there was no time. I don't think for, for that sort of. Uh, do you mind if I do this to you? And I found it very disturbing. Uh, the head, the head pushing her face into his face. Um, somebody said uh, apparently that. Um, Apparently, apart, apart from there, she is supposed to be gay. And I said, well, if she wasn't before then, she probably is now. <laughs> anyway, so I know. Uh, I thought it was a disgrace. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I saw it sort of live when oh, yeah, she saw watched it the, oh, the, no. the show and, you know, how he sort of ran down and was so excited. And, um, yes, without sort of thinking, um, which is obvious, uh, yes, there was uh, one planted on the... On the neck of the um, on the mouth of the player, it was and, the mouth. Oh, on the on the, mouth, the mouth as well. Yes, it okay. was it was the mouth. Uh, but the thing is, apparently. There might have been several. <laughs> well, she wasn't the only one. You're right, but the one that they're focusing on, and particularly, she's upset because he is claiming that he, he, she was uh, she gave her consent. Yeah, and she no, said she no, did not. There was no consent there. No, and there was no. There was no, there was there no was time. No time. It. it was just... exactly. And um, all right, sometimes people can get carried away, but there's carry, getting carried away, and there's really getting too carried away. Uh, apparently, he defended himself by saying, uh, "What's the problem? This is the way I kiss my daughter or daughters." And I thought that's disturbing too. Yes. Um, mm, poor, poor girl. Maybe yes. Anyway, so. Uh, some people, as I say, he has the heart of a rhinoceros um, because um, apparently he was going to apologise but then has decided to dig in and refuses to resign. So he has now been suspended. 
Um, yes, and apparently a lot of women are up in arms, and not just women. Some men are backing the, the girls over this too, and some of the Spanish women are refusing. Uh, the Spanish football players are refusing to play until he actually is booted out. Yes, so so to speak. Yes. So mm. yeah, look, I would um, almost um, add to that from what gets up my nose is mm-hmm. that um, two things. Uh, one is that um, I've I've noticed on certain radio stations mm-hmm. that uh, when people are introduced, the male is introduced for all their skills and abilities and the female is introduced for how they look. Oh, yes. Here's this lovely person and they look like this. Yeah, and they're they so are, decorative. And, and, then, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. mm. something about their appearance, not their skills and abilities. Mm. Um, that really gets up my nose. And absolutely, if someone kisses um, you know, whether it's uh, even if it's a handshake versus a kiss on the hand mm-hmm. um, without permission is just not on no. and should always be uh, permission asked. Yes. And, and then it would be a, an abrupt no in my, yeah, well, exactly. in my case And as if well. people do step over the line, and sometimes some people from a different era have perhaps different attitudes or perhaps uh, haven't gotten with the program, um, maybe that they realise that they've perhaps offended people and they apologise. But to, this guy, I think, is just adding insult to injury by by digging his heels in. But anyway, he has been suspended. So uh, according to some of the Spanish authorities, it could be the Me Too moment for Spain. So, yes, we wish them well with all that. Yes, absolutely. And so what, what makes, makes my day? day? Yes. yes. Well, we've already been talking about it. Just seeing the blossom out, just seeing some warmer weather. Uh, I think everyone's spirits lift when, uh, when uh, knowing that spring is on the way. And, uh, yeah, just uh, just uh, just makes you feel better physically and, and uh, psychologically, I think, Nicole. I agree. Absolutely, I agree. Um, of what makes my days, we're noticing on the weekend, we have a, a community page for my suburb and oh, yes. how people sort of do a bit of buy, swapping and selling, um, but really nice support being shown there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's, you know, someone's leaving and they have, you know, animals that they need to rehome and people sort of jumping in and supporting people and lots of free to good home, um, which is really, really lovely. I have definitely noticed the spring as well in the end, having to get outside and and walk and just having all the flowers bloom, which is wonderful. Not so good for the uh, (laughs) hay fever and allergies. And watch out for some of those magpies. Yes, (laughs) Yes, I didn't see any magpies yet, (laughs) but I, I know that they are coming very, very soon. All right. It is um, just past 4.30. You're on Big Life Conversation with Nicole and Barbara. We're going to have a couple of notes from our sponsors and a tune, and hopefully our first guest will be in the house very soon. And uh, if you have been to the Barbie movie, that is one of the tunes that you will hear, uh, Dance the Night by Dua Lipa. Um, Also, yes, key tune on the Barbie show, which uh, I quite enjoyed, actually. Lots of little uh, satirical um, quips here and there and uh, some references to some other movies um, that are a little bit lost, perhaps, on a younger crowd. Yes, or less Um, educated or less intelligent crowd if I'm being unkind. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Um, But I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed um, it very much. And apparently they're talking about Barbie too. It's exceeded all expectations. Yes, it is light. It's fun. But there's there's, there's a few little messages there, though. There is a few little messages there. And also, uh, they are talking about how it's. um, I think Arnold is going to come to talk about it as well. But they're talking about it coming to IMAX. Um, and so with some extra footage that had been deleted, uh, being included, and uh, they're also talking about bar- possibly Barbie too. 
Well, so there you go. There you go. If it's doing that well, I mm. think they might be considering that. I oh, yes. imagine that. I think so. Um, moving on from the um, the key premise that they've now set up, mm. um, it was quite quite good. I also thought it was quite funny how they um, had these little quips about Margot Robbie being beautiful in it. She's like, oh, you know, and I something about being ugly and and, and the little disclaimer. Uh, do not cast Margot Robbie if you're thinking that's she right, was exactly. an ugly Barbie in this situation. It's a Helen Mirren, yes, that, that, uh, that voice, that very distinctive voice. Yes. Yeah, no, they, they look like they're having fun doing it. Yes. Um, and as I said, amongst all the uh, the, the silliness, um, it was, as I said, a bit of a, a celebration of Barbie and a bit of a, a send-up of Barbie as well, a bit, a bit of a mixed bag. So, yes. Um, but uh, I, think it, I think it's worth looking, but not, not for everybody, obviously. Um, but if you, if you are a Ken with a sense of humour, I think you might enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> no, I didn't have a Ken. I would have liked to have seen a Ken. I think everyone had a Barbie, but um, <laughs> few, very very few had the Ken. Um, if you had the whole the whole gamut of the family, it would be um, quite a collector's item now. Oh yes. Well, my father didn't like my brother or my brothers um, to uh, have GI Joe as as he was ah. then. The plastic doll. And the, remember my brother Neil asking for one when he was when he was a kid. And my father said, boys don't play with dolls. And that was oh, in the conversation. Oh, dear. We <laughs> that had, was a different era. Yes, it was yes. a different era. My brother, I think, had Stretch Armstrong. Oh, vaguely. And um, <laughs> so you could just actually pull Stretch into about a metre oh, in okay. length. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so it required – he was a muscle man. And, you know, you had to stretch him <laughs> like into different – Like the Yeah, very, very, yes. very, very elastic man. Um, I don't know I if there was a bionic man a, as well. Oh, okay. Good toy for a boy, though, because it was – very hard to, to wreck. Very hard to wreck. <laughs> very, very hard to wreck. Um, yeah, absolutely. He was a funny one. So I might make a little bit of a segue here on uh, the sciencey nutrition front, yes. as I like to do very often. We had our food for thought on the weekend at uh, eight o'clock, nice, bright, and early. Um, <laughs> and also note that you can um, listen to our show on Big Life Conversation, our Facebook page, at any point in time if you miss the show. But you can also do the same for Food for Thought on Saturday mornings um, if you have a look at the. Instagram page 3WBC underscore food for thought so um, you can get some of these tips a little bit more information than what I will touch on today but we did a whole segment on the benefits of fasting and mm-hmm. some of the types of fasting to try and um, whether we whether it is good or not and just some of the um, information behind that uh, but before that we had a a really interesting piece that came out from Science Daily around certain molecules in vegetables that has been shown to ease lung infection. Uh It's only an early study and I believe it's only been done in animals, which I don't love. Oh, really? Um, However, uh, they found that um, certain molecules in vegetables such as broccoli and cauliflower um, have been able to maintain a healthy barrier in the lung to ease infection. So so they found this AHR, which is a uh, aural hydrocarbon receptor, which is a protein found at the barrier site, um, kind of like the the gut and the and the lung, like the lining that you see within the gut. And oh, yeah. these um, vegetables, such as cauliflower, kale, broccoli, and cabbage, have these um, dietary ligands um, for this AHR, which means. Um, once eaten, they they activate this AHR to target a number of genes, and these genes 
target switch off this system, allowing it to self-regulate. So therefore, um, it has an effect. This AHR has an effect on immune cells, um, which apparently is quite well understood. But the the research um, is now showing that um, it is also a, a very highly active um, in supporting the the lining of the cells in our blood vessels in the lung and can be very supportive of. Um, keeping away some of those colds, flus and lung infections. Mm-hmm. So more research required, but no surprise to me that uh, green veggies are the answer to everything. Yes. Um, just Definitely. more evidence to the fact uh, mm-hmm. that um, you can't get enough of your good green veggies. Um, they definitely support your immune system and uh, can, um, This, as I said, this investigation looked at respiratory viruses and found that our diet has, you know, a whole set of wonderful medicines already jam-packed mm. within it um, to help there as well. So interesting one. So getting some broccoli and cauliflower into your diet, if you have a look again at our Facebook page for Big Life Convo, you'll notice that there's a little recipe with broccoli in it that I'll talk through later Finish. in the show. Um and then, we, yes, we went on to talking about fasting. Have you ever done a fast before, Barbara? Oh, yes, when I haven't been feeling well for whatever reason, but not, not deliberately setting out not to, a deliberate uh, to uh, lose weight or whatever. No. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there are a couple of reasons that people talk about fasting and more so as we're finishing off with winter when we tend to have a few more stodgier, higher, dense calorie, caloric foods. Um, and this is... Um, Um, kind of what we talk about fasting a little bit more as nutritionists in the spring phase because we've got warmer weather, we've got lots of wonderful foods that start to be available to us and the fruits and veggies, and they can very much help us shed some of those winter kilos. However, um, we do know that um, we're not talking about... um, Fasting here, it's not the same as starving yourself and no. not going without food. Um, what we're talking about here is more intermittent fasting. So um, times of the 24-hour period of the day that we stop eating and allow our, our body to rest and digest. And for some particularly shift workers, that's a really hard thing to do. That's true. And they don't have much time to to do that rest and digest. Mm. And that has significant impacts on the body as well. Um, But the literal definition of fasting is to abstain from food and drink for a specific period of time. Mm. Um, It's been happening for thousands of years. There's been spiritual fasting, um, religious fasting. um, And really what I like to refer to it is really simply a change of eating patterns. Mm. So in place of sort of three square meals a day, people might have some smaller meals on certain days of the week. Um, others might decide to have a period of time between 7 and seven p.m. and 7 a.m. where they just don't eat anything. So they have a 12-hour fast okay. or they just have breakfast a little bit later. They might have a 16-hour fast mm-hmm. where most of it is overnight when we're resting and allowing our organs to cleanse the body and um, get started for today. Uh, So what has been shown to be some of the benefits is that um, it's shown with quite a few studies that uh, it can aid in weight loss. So those that did some alternate day fasting um, uh, were able to trim around 7% of their body 
fat um, and uh, 7 to 9% depending on the type of fasting that was done. Um, it can actually promote the secretion of the human growth hormone. Really? So it can keep us growing and um, maintaining our muscle strength as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been shown to assist with athletic performance. Of course, we wouldn't tell an athlete during an athletic performance to fast, but in some of their pre-working, um, they've um, shown to have a good effect on their body mass and actually help with the muscle bulk as well. Uh, It's also been shown to help with um, insulin sensitivity. So Ah. um, because we're fasting, um, we get to give our body a break and become more sensitized to insulin and Uh therefore um, more sensitive to it. Therefore, our body then produces the right amount of insulin and and reduces the impact of longer term diabetes. Um, It can balance our ghrelin levels, which are those hunger hormones, so that we're not feeling hungry all the time. Mm -hmm. Initially, yes, if someone's starting a fast and having lower kilojoules, I think the first 24 hours is quite hard, but usually post that, the, the hunger subsides can lower triglycerides, which are our bad fats, um, and finally can slow the signs of ageing. We yeah. love that. Um, so where they've done some intermittent fasting um, studies on rats, which has increased lifespan, of course, not on humans at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the most common ones is that 14 to 18 hour period of time where people may not eat, um, or some might eat, uh, but not eating sort of um, the same amount of calories. They might eat a very reduced portion. Uh, they might do that two to three days a week. Some might do it, you know, every three months they have three days where they have some really light eating. Um, there's no sort of um, right way to do it. It is all about just giving your body that break yes. to allow it to cleanse. Um, so, yes, you might have heard about the 16-8 alternate fasting days, mm-hmm. the 5-2 diet, um, the warrior diet when people stick to fruit and veggies for a couple of days. Um, there's even a Daniel fast, which is based on the Bible, um, oh, really? which is about just having fruits, veggies and whole foods and minimizing meat and dairy yeah. and animal products as well. How about those juice diets <clears throat> too, Nicole? Yeah, look, I think long as you've got all of the other nutrients coming in during the week that you could have um, a day or two, not perhaps consecutive days where you're just having something like juice, something that's easy to process for your body mm-hmm. if you've had a fairly decent um eating binge perhaps but the other thing to note is that it's not for everybody and um, if you've got a chronic health condition um, if you uh, have hyperglycemia this is not going to be the thing for you Um, if you're an athlete and you're coming up to a performance that's not going to be the thing for you if you're breastfeeding and pregnant it's definitely not going to be the thing for you so it has you have to sort of tailor it to your your life absolutely absolutely and it's just telling us that there are times where we can lower the the calories on a couple of days a week and if you're already eating relatively healthy this is going to work for you if you go back during the other days and just eat your fish and chips and high sugar diet (laughs) you know minimal impact there but uh, coming up to spring it might be a nice thing to do to get your metabolism reset. Spring clean the body. Spring clean the body (laughs) really good and it also helps spring clean the mind Yes, um, and a really nice way to start off spring and feel really great for spring and winter uh, spring and summer sorry. Some good tips there too yeah I think it's important too Nicole as you said 
uh, to make sure you're taking other factors of your life into account. Uh, as you said, athletes got to be careful. But if you've got a particularly stressful day at work or a lot of fat family commitments, probably not a great idea to start doing it on that particular day. Possibly at a weekend when you're not so stressed or so busy or on your holidays, whatever. Possibly could be a way to think about it. Absolutely. I would say to most of my clients, if they were thinking about doing that and I was supporting them as their nutritionist, uh, there's a whole set of mental preparation and also physical uh-huh. preparation yes. to make sure that we've got all of the right foods in the house, mm-hmm. that we don't have any of those, yes, particularly stressful events that can lend ourselves to to set ourselves up for failure versus success um, and putting all those things in place, um, getting our head around it first and mm-hmm. our prep first. Uh, so that we can make the most of that as well. But I think for most people, you know, the 12 hours overnight, not eating late at night, um, not eating super early in the morning can be a really um, good way to start the process off for a really easy way into this process. Thank you. So there you go. Uh, We are coming up to seven minutes to five o'clock. Hopefully our guest will be here shortly. Uh, You're with uh, Big Life Conversation with Nicole and Barbara on 94.1 3WBC. Uh, Let's hear from one of our sponsors first and then we'll have another tune. Following the Sun, a nice tune which we're doing today, a little bit of Following the Sun, a lovely top of... 1819, I believe, today. So uh, feeling like spring is in the air. So I like that little tune there. Following the Sun, that is by Super High Nika. And before that, we had Anti Hero by Taylor Swift. It is uh, just on five o'clock. You are on Big Life Conversation, 3WBC 94.1 FM with Barbara and Nicole. That's time for jokes. It's time for the funny hour, I think. A We've clicked over into five o'clock. It must be the the weekday funnies. Um, do you have some jokes for us, Barbara? Well, after your um, interesting a bit about uh, the benefits of broccoli and and how it can enhance our health and so on. Yes. Well, I, ha- I had to get some doctor doctor jokes in. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> yes. This is from, from a very little joke book. Uh, Pocket pal jokes to tell. Ah. Here we go. And possibly under a younger age group, but they might um, maybe maybe some dad jokes. Speaking <laughs> of dad jokes, Father's ah. Day coming up too yes. this Sunday. Dad jokes. Yeah, it is coming up this Sunday. Excuse me, that's no joke. So no, there is no <laughs> joke there. Um, so uh, you have a happy Father's Day to all fathers and father figures. In the meantime... Doctor, doctor, I have a hoarse throat. Doctor, the resemblance doesn't end there. <laughs> doctor, doctor, what is the best way to avoid biting insects? Don't bite any. Groan, <laughs> right. yes. And so they just go, oh, why do doctors wear masks? Because if they make a mistake, the person won't know who did it. Oh. Doctor, doctor, I keep thinking I'm a doorknob. Now, don't fly off the handle. Doctor, doctor, I keep thinking I'm a dog. How long has this been going on? Ever since I was a pup. Etc. So you get the drift. <laughs> doctor, doctor, everyone hates me. Don't be silly. Not everyone has met you yet. Uh, doctor, doctor, can you give me anything for excessive wind? Sure, he's a kite. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. And um, doctor, doctor, I swallowed a roll of film. Don't worry, nothing will develop. Nothing will develop. Exactly. Doctor, no. doctor, nobody ever listens to me. Next. Doctor, uh, doctor. <laughs> doctor, I'm turning to a trash can. Don't talk such rubbish. And you get the general difference. Oh, oh, very good. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. I think you could do a little sequence there. I like the sequence, though. After a while, you start to get on a roll there. <laughs> Um, absolutely. I like those ones. Little one-liners that can sort of get a bit of a, a run on. Um, <laughs> quite nice there as well. Well, this one is um, uh, a little bit uh, like a news 
article. Oh, yes. Um, and it's breaking news. Uh, John Travolta was hospitalised for suspected COVID-19. But the doctors now confirm that it was only Saturday night fever. <laughs> and they assure everyone that he is staying alive. Uh. Apparently, he had chills that were multiplying. <laughs> So boom, boom. I thought that was a, a that. good little one yes. there. Um, That's quite cute. Yes, yes. So just having a, a little go at um, John Travolta. Um, and I was going to say, we hope, hope that Jacinda can come in with some next week as well because you missed out this week. <laughs> exactly, yes. exactly. Now we have um, our first guest coming up. Um, Barbara, do you have... Any more information on Merlene Hutt from <laughs> NICA, who is, I believe, performing in Within These Walls from NICA, um, which is being directed by Katie uh, Cawthorn, I believe. So um, we've got her coming up just in about five minutes' mm-hmm. time. Those who don't know, NICA is the National Institute of Circus Arts, as opposed to NIDA, which is the National Institute of Dramatic Arts. Yes. And it's actually based... At uh, in Melbourne, in Pran. I think you've been there a few times, Nicole, to see some great shows. Yes, so have I. wonderful. Yes, mm-hmm. so this is um, some very professional students performing right. in this um, performance coming up. Um, do we have any dates for that? I'll have to check with um, Elaine. I think it's about it ties in with the school holidays. I think, which is um, perfect. Yeah, but I will we'll check when we speak to her. Uh, but she's specialising in group acrobatics, um, and so anyway, we'll we we'll chat to her to find out all about that. Sounds um, like it could be another great show. It does sound amazing. So um, we're looking forward to hearing all about that. Um, and then hopefully we'll have Ms Ida Chong afterwards. So, so. Uh, uh, just a, a timing glitch there. Yes, so, uh, she's, uh, she will be with us very soon. And sorry, Nicole, I just realised um, Within These Walls, presented by NICA, will be running from the 12th to the 16th of September. So it starts um, two weeks today. Oh, fantastic. So um, it's very, very soon. And uh, that's just probably, yes, right in time for the wonderful um, school holidays that are coming up um, in the second week of September because we're at the end of August now. So perfect timing. So we can definitely um, get into that. Um, So uh, it is um, five minutes past five o'clock. You're on Big Life Conversation. We will have um, uh, the wonderful Merlene coming up. Just in a moment, let's have another tune before we do that and um, hopefully we'll come back with our first guest. Stay tuned. And that was Calm Down by Rima <laughs> by Celine Gomez. Um, it is just on 10 past 5 o'clock. You're with Nicole and Barbara on Big Life Conversation. And uh, this is 3WBC 94.1. And we actually have our first guests online. We have, I believe, Katie and Merlene from NICA, who's going to talk to us all about uh, Within These Walls, a performance coming up in a couple of weeks. Welcome to the show. Both of you ladies. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Hi. Lovely to have you with us. We were just telling the audience a little bit about NICA, but I'd love to hear um, from you about NICA and and obviously the show that's coming up. What can you tell us? What can people expect? Well, from the show itself, uh, it's the second year ensemble work. So we have three, um, three years in the bachelor degree here at NICA. Um, and in second year, they put on their first main stage show at NICA. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time this cohort have worked in the really big space that we have here, which we turn into a theatre. It's amazing. Um, and we create this work 
Uh, we have a director every year who creates this work with them. I'm their director this year. Uh, and it tends to focus on um, the specific skills of the group and interests of the group. Um, luckily, I've been teaching them from the beginning of the year and I sort of clocked into their aesthetic styles and their skills and their interests in terms of conversation. And so we've built this work called Within These Walls based around, I guess it's around the sort of fears that we feel as human beings that can grow and spiral in our minds mm. and how it is actually really important as human beings to come face to face with those fears even though you want to run from them or you want to hide away or you want to um, just stay in your bed um, and freeze and not deal with those fears, but how important it is to come face-to-face with those fears and then you actually have a better experience of being human when you do come face-to-face with them. Wonderful. I mean, that sounds, you know, obviously a very um, wonderful thing to look at but also to experience because I think, you know, when you think about all of the wonderful things that you do from an acrobatic perspective, there's obviously lots of fears that you would have to look into from that perspective as well. Absolutely. And, these, you know, the students here are facing that sort of physical fear all the time, but it, it always amazes me how brave they are in terms of the physical feats that they, they achieve and they put themselves through. They're always taking risks physically, um, always you know, demonstrating so much courage physically, but it doesn't always mean that we can emotionally and psychologically um, uh, demonstrate that that courage. Um, we, they're still normal hu- human beings at heart, and we still have the other sort of fears that we have to face in our lives. But it's a great way to to tell that story. Certainly, I was just going to ask. Actually, it's Barbara here. Okay, um, just checking out Amelie's um, background. And she's specialising in group acrobatics. And what is the CYA? Is that pronounced SIA wheel, the SIA wheel, and the tip your ring? What, could you explain what those are, please? Yes. Um, so SIA wheel is, uh, is like a big metal ring that spins on the floor. It has like a, a silicon rubber casing, so it doesn't actually like scratch the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially you use centrifugal force and momentum to spin around and do tricks. Oh, and now I know what you're talking oh, about. Yes, wow. I've seen it done yeah. and used before with Circus Oles and other, other people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. So that's, that's yes. the name so of it. Okay. Wheel, oh, I was just going to say steer wheel um, is short for Roussia, which is like, uh, like it means round circle in French. Oh, okay. Right. And, and the tippy ring? Uh, the tippy ring is, I, I seem to have uh, fallen into having a lot of uh, round apparatuses. <laughs> an aerial hoop, but essentially, instead of having a point at the top, it has two points, uh, like one point on each side, mm-hmm. and it um, sits forwards and backwards. So it, oh, wow. it has a bit more movement, so you can do a bit more dynamic things, because um, I didn't want to just be another... Well, firstly, I'm not as flexible as other people, so I didn't want to just um, have to compete with everyone who's Super flexy on, on the, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to do something that's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> so, Merlene, what are your strengths? Obviously, working with those particular apparatus is that your key focus area and skill area. Obviously, there'd be a whole suite of skills, but um, what's your particular sweet spot? Um, well, I like. I like all of them that I do, but particularly in terms of uh, the show, I'm really liking group acro because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of times where 
uh, we have to train and practice, but um, this is the first opportunity that we've had to put it on a on a big stage. So it's been a nice process of uh, refining the skills that we do have and actually being able to put them with music, uh, with an amazing uh, producer, Ian, who's doing all the music uh, for us and just, yeah, really flesh out what we have uh, done in practice to actually put the concepts into reality, if that makes sense. And what about, uh, you mentioned the music, to, uh, obviously enhancing the production, and what about costumes? Are, are they pretty snazzy as well? Um, yes, yeah, so for our costumes, <laughs> Got, um, snazzy a technical very- word. <laughs> yeah, snazzy, love it. They're very snazzy. They're like we're actually getting custom made pajamas. For this oh, time. I like that. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't had these are my first custom made pajamas. So <laughs> very exciting. We okay, all have lockdown. Um, <laughs> yeah, so bringing it back. No, um, no. Uh, it's very nice. Where we've got a very experienced team. Um, who are making it. We share campus with uh, Melbourne Polytechnic and their students um, are helping with the making of the costume as well. Yeah, perfect. That's a nice alliance, isn't it, to have that in the background? It's so good, yeah. And we've got Laurel, who's our costume designer, and Laurel is such an experienced costume designer. She's worked with Circus Oz for years and years and really understand what circus artists require of costumes and that's mm. why we couldn't just go and buy uh, pyjamas off the rack because so there's not. so many different requirements yes. of the bodies in these and the type of fabric. Um, so They've got been them able tough to really and durable, I suppose, like the performance. Absolutely. <laughs> flip yes. in front of your face <laughs> and go down your leg, your arm. Yes, I can imagine all of that. Yeah, it's amazing. But then, yeah, the Polytechnic students have seen it through with their and made it. And, it's, yeah, it's been a really lovely teamwork, team effort. So how many performers in this um, show? Uh, we have 15 performers in the show. Wow. And what's the length of time the performances on for? Um, so it runs from, as in dates. The oh, is the, 12th, the actual, actual duration and, and also oh. the dates. Yeah, all the of duration. So about, yes. it'll be about 75 minutes, 70-minute show. Yes. Um, and then it runs from uh, 13th of September to the 16th. So it's, I think we've got about five shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect for the school holidays coming up. Um, yes, it's just starting the school holidays, I think. It is. You're, you're right there. So that's a really great thing to, to get along to as well. Um, something a little bit um, exciting and um, a little bit new, but also local uh, to get onto for the school holidays. I think that's a really fun thing to do. Absolutely, yeah. I will say that it's also we, we sort of recommend it, it's parental guidance. Yeah, recommend so it's going to say age, age group. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> recommended it for 12 plus just yes. because um, even though it's you know it's Secondary clearly school. very theatrical yes. it can get scary yeah yeah so um yeah secondary school sort of age group by yeah. that um absolutely fantastic and, and is it just um evening performances or did you have some matinees as well uh yeah we've got all evenings and one matinee on the saturday oh, which gosh. is our yeah our final day so we have a matinee that day and uh, we close that night and what's involved with the practice, um, Melly? No, it sounds like you've been at it since the start of the year, but what's involved day-to-day? Um, I imagine it's 
quite an exhausting, um, you know, work to be part of, but at the same time, you know, I imagine quite rewarding. What's involved in the in the training for this kind of performance? Um, yeah, so we've been at it for, yeah, as you said, a while, but um, we went into full-time rehearsals um, last week, so that just means uh, we've been focusing on them during our normal training hours, but now we're bringing, we're kind of tying up all the loose ends and uh, just really making sure that everything flows uh, nicely and if any nitty-gritty bits uh, need to be sorted out, they are. Yes. So most of the time uh, we have a whiteboard that changes kind of daily, but uh, just main bits that uh, kind of work through with the producer or any team that is required, for example, like if we need sound done um, in one particular section or focusing on lighting on another or something like that. And then often at the end of each week, we'll do a run um, of everything we've got of the show so we can get more of an idea of what it's looking like at that stage and also uh, flag it for the following sessions as to what needs to be like looked at in further detail. Yeah, great. And so what do you do to keep the energy up for yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your recovery and your rest look like? And Nicole's a nutritionist, I'm warning you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I like I am a big meal prepper, so I have all my meals ready at the start of the week. So it's um I don't need to think too much about that. But in terms of like unwinding, I often like to watch a, a comedy um, <laughs> before, like uh, either as I'm eating dinner or just before bed, because I feel like it just takes me out. Like for example, like have you been paying attention yes. or something deep yes. seats so or just something random that I don't need to have any brain power to watch. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's important that, to, to give yourself a bit of time out because it's very intense the concentration. Um, I would imagine because if you if you're not uh, paying attention, so to speak, you'll um, you can have a bit of an accident, I guess. Yes, yes, we do have to be wary um, about that. Yeah, as well. so the focus... and it's a lot like psychologically, they're yes. working mm. really hard. So there's yes. so much to focus on safety wise and yes. physically, and as they develop their skills. But mm. then I'm also asking them to really um, invest psychologically in the performance quality of it as well. Yes. So there there is so much. Uh, that can exhaust them. They put in so much effort all day and they're here from sort of 8 o'clock in the morning until 6 o'clock yeah, at night. It's a, um, it's they work day. so it's hard. Yeah, big yeah. day. Oh, well, I wish you all the very best with it. It sounds amazing and um, a really interesting um, topic and theme in behind all of that. I'm looking forward to hearing how it all comes together. Hopefully we might be able to get along to see that. But um, I wish you all the very best for the show. And as we were saying, it's um, the 13th to the 16th of September at NICA. Um, and uh, you can get along down if you're 12 plus or parental guidance as we were saying there as well if people want tickets do they get onto the NICA website yeah Yeah. easy just I think it's um nica.com yeah Yeah. Yeah, fantastic (laughs) and is this the uh, final show for the year or will there be another one Uh, do you know this is the final uh, ensemble work and then third year cohort have their showcase pieces so they've got a uh, showcase in the fringe this year because NICA is hub for the fringe Mm -hmm. and then they've also got a big showcase at the end of the year um, that that really specialises and showcases their specialties 
which will be a really beautiful work as well as we send them off into the big white industry. Yeah, exciting stuff. I know. What a what a nice sort of. Um, way to finish off and, and move forward as well. So, um, well, hopefully you can perhaps come back and tell us a little bit about that when that's uh, uh, all happening as well. So um, very exciting to hear all about that. Awesome. Thank you so much, um, Katie and Merlene, and wish you all the very best for the upcoming performance. Um, yeah, break a leg, so to speak. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. All we right. don't tend not to use that one at NICA. Yeah, no, <laughs> funny about that. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, good luck, and thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Bye thank you. Now. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Daylight by David Kushner, a bit of a mellow tune, that one. Mm. Uh, you're on... Big Life Conversation, 94.13 WBC, and you're with Barbara and Nicole. And uh, we have our second guest with us now, is Ida Chong. Welcome to the show. It's been a while. So good to have you back. Thank you. And it's nice to be back. I can't remember when it was the last time I was here. Most probably um, Chinese New Year, although it might be a bit later than that. Um, anyway, there's always something happening there's in Melbourne. Always something and on. spring is on the way. Right. Because I'm started sneezing. <laughs> so that means hay fever season. But thank goodness it's under control. So believe it or not, next weekend is Father's Day. Next Sunday. Yep. So if you're thinking of taking dad or the father figure in your life to lunch or to dinner for Father's Day next weekend, why not take him to Victoria Market? No, don't shop and tell him to cook his own dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Better than that, the market, which is undergoing major renovations as we speak, but is still functioning, uh, will host the Malaysian Hawker Festival next weekend. Saturday the 2nd and Sunday the 3rd of September from 9am to 4pm. In other words, market hours. It will be held at Sheds C and D. But I'm sure you can easily find it from the aromas of the tantalizing food, which will be on sale. And there will also be entertainment. From previous experience, I think there will be a lot of um, singing and dancing performances from the Peranakan Association of Melbourne, or known as the PA of Melbourne. Peranakan is straight Chinese, and they usually put on a good performance of Malaysian songs and dancing. So go on and visit the festival, enjoy the performances, and um, enjoy the food. Can we ask you about the food? Oh, did you know much about the food that will be on offer? The or food that's market? been on offer, well, I've been visiting the website almost every day. They, <laughs> I must say they're a bit slack because they haven't put the food on offer. Oh, like a surprise. But hopefully there will be satays and curries mm-hmm. and mm. I don't know about durians. Mm. There was once a durian eating competition, oh, which dear. I wasn't game to enter. <laughs> no, um, that takes a anyway, certain constitution, they, doesn't it? <laughs> not only are they celebrating Father's Day, but also Malaysia's Independence Day, which is on August the 31st. Uh And I know about that because uh, I come from Singapore and at one stage when I was still in school, Singapore was part of Malaysia, but that lasted about 
a couple of years, and then Singapore broke away and was its own independent republic. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they are also celebrating Mooncake Day in oh, September. Oh, nice! So there are plenty of reasons to visit the Vic Market, and while you're there, check out the new shops in the area, such as Saint Ali, my favorite coffee oh, shop, yes. and there's Market Lane Coffee, and Brick Lane Bar and Restaurant, and they're all in the Vic Market precinct. Mm. So now that I live in the city, Vic Market is practically on my doorstep, but I still drive. Because how can you carry all those goodies? With how can you goodies? walk with a few kilos of oranges or uh, watermelons or, or yes. uh, sausages or whatever? Oh, wow. Ida, have you but checked out the new Central Club Hotel? They've renovated it across the road from the there market. There is a, a hotel. Have you, have you looked at it yet? I have not been. But I believe there is a restaurant. Yes, there restaurant is. Restaurant there. Yeah, and it's supposed yeah, to be apparently yeah. quite a snazzy renovation. So uh, the market is fully... Almost fully revamped. There's mm-hmm. plenty of private parking within the market, which is not very expensive. And um, the food court is not yet open. Mm-hmm. They promised that it will be sometime this year. They've been promising that for quite oh, a long wow. time. Yes. <laughs> sometime this year, could I told them, could be from January to December. Now we are... Nearly in September, it hasn't happened yet, but we keep hoping. So, um, plenty to do and see at the market. That sounds wonderful. And, you know, talking food at this time of the evening, it always makes me feel very, very hungry, especially (laughs) thinking about those beautiful Asian flavours and satays. When you think about satays, oh, very, very nice. So (laughs) that's something really great to get along to. And given that, yes, you've got Father's Day, nice double sort of, you know, feature to, to go to the Vic Market. So um, getting back out there. And uh, there's also the nighttime market as well, isn't there? Like I think people forget opera. that there's the, opera. There's the yeah. market is open at nights on certain days of the week. Mm. In winter uh, and also you know, Yeah, year. which yeah. is a really nice thing to do as well if you're working during the day to get in there um, on the evenings as well. Yeah, I think Wednesday yeah. nights they used to do, have We went to the opera once there, didn't we? Yeah, we've been to a few of the things. Nice. Those things yeah. Yeah. yeah, great. Yeah, check I, out I the website. I haven't been yet. I haven't been during the night, so mm. um, looking forward to it. Nice one. Thanks, Ida. It's going to keep us quite busy um, and for people, something nice to do for Father's Day that's a little bit different. Something else you want to mention, Ida, too, um, about the Italian Film Festival. Is that right? The Italian Film Festival is coming up too, I believe, Ida. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Sorry. The St Ali Film Festival. I think the major sponsor gets naming rights. I think so. So if they pay a a hefty sum to (laughs) sponsor the event, then uh, what better sponsor than St Ali Coffee? For the Italian Film Festival 2023, St. Ali Italian Film Festival will start in Melbourne on September 21st Mm -hmm. and end on October 18th. So you'll have almost a month to see whatever you like of the Italian films. And the films will be shown at the Palace Baldwin, Palace Brighton Bay Cinema, uh, Palace Cinema Como, and Palace Westgarth, the Kino, 
Pentridge Cinema, which is very pleasant, in spite of uh, his relocation <laughs> at the former Pentridge yes. uh, prison. Barbara, I've promised to, to go with you one day, and you will that. quite like it in spite of the surroundings, because mm. the prison buildings, some of them, a, num- a lot of them are still standing, mm. and Maybe it can be, be quite forbidding, because I really don't like to be near a former prison. I find it quite depressing. I think most of us would probably feel that way, I imagine. Most of you would be inside it, exactly. (laughs) Like when I went to Alcatraz in in America, I was pretty Mm. upset, really. Yeah, it's a very cold, windy place, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And they have yes. some energy, those places too, that sometimes yeah. they're some negative energy. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes if, you, if you're watching a horror, however, though, <laughs> mm. I could understand that it might be the perfect place to put. Yes. Yeah. So back to the festival. Did I mention the Astor Theatre? They always have opening nights there. Oh, yes. And Cinema Nova. Tickets are now on sale. Please check with the cinemas or visit the website at www.italianfilmfestival, all one word, .com.au. So it will, the festival will open with the Australian premiere of The Last Night of Amore. I wouldn't <laughs> even try to pronounce that in Italian. It's Italian word for love. Oh, let's give it a shot. L'ultimo notte di amore d'amore not too bad a stylish if I say so myself a stylish (laughs) Milan set thriller starring the magnificent Pier Francesco Favino this is a major Italian box office hit and the film follows a police lieutenant who is drawn into a web of crime and corruption on the eve of his retirement the 2023 Festival Ambassador is Sylvia Kolaka. You might have heard of her. She is a multi-talented Italian-Australian food writer. Uh, she's on SBS yeah, Food Yeah, she has her own show. And she's yes. married to Richard Roxburgh, uh, the actor. Oh, like really? Italian. She's mm. married to Richard Roxburgh. I didn't know her. Uh, she's a food writer, actor, TV producer, and opera-trained mezzo-soprano. Oh, really? Wow. Is there anything she can't it's do? It's a triple I don't threat, think isn't so. it? Mm. And a mother of yes. two. Yes. And she will officially open the festival in Sydney and Melbourne. This is her second year as uh, the ambassador. I saw her last year as well. And there's plenty of films to please everyone's taste, including The Eight Mountains, Caravaggio's Shadow, and documentaries like The Magic Circle and The Genius of Gianni Versace. Mm. So plenty for everyone to choose from. And I will be having, a, if I could mention, I will be having a competition on my website at www.awalkonthewildside.com where you can win double passes to the Italian Film Festival. Ah. So look out for that. Yes, have a look at that. We've actually put that on our Facebook page as well so that people can hook up with that, a walk on the wild side. So um, nice offer. Uh, Thank you. Um, Ida for that little offer as well. Grazie. Grazie, yes. Um, we might have a little note from our sponsor and be back with more. Back with you, Big Life Conversation with Nicole and Barbara. And we still have Miss Ida Chong with us in the studio. We're coming up to uh, about 10 minutes to 6 o'clock. 
Shortly after this show, we'll have the uh, wonderful people in Studio One. Your planet needs you um, at uh, six o'clock. So listen in for that one when we finish up today. But before we finish up, we've got lots of entertainment news to fill you in on before we um, we head on. We've got a couple of things that are going on in this particular space, haven't we? Uh, we just picked up from the Creative Whitehorse back to Box Hill. Um, from the 19th of August to the 23rd of September, an exhibition of artworks created by artists who taught in the remarkable heyday of art education offered at the Box Hill Institute of TAFE. Artists include Rona Green, Deborah Williams and Sue McFarland, together with artwork by the enigmatic Ian Gardner. Multiple works by Gardner were donated to the Whitehorse Art Collection from the estate of this important artist in 2015. So you can get along to have a look at that if you're interested in some art coming up in the very local area. Barbara, what else is coming up? Uh, one of our favourite theatre companies, Nicole, uh, the Mole Theatre Company has got its next production coming. It's actually running at the moment and it's called The Third Act. It's by Emma Wood. Um, briefly, in a nutshell, Sue's daughter's getting married while the bride-to-be brims over with excitement. Sue grits her teeth and wonders how she'll endure it. The wedding will force her to come to terms with her own very different circumstances. The end of her long marriage, her estranged husband and his new partner in question she has tried very hard to ignore. As pressure builds, the armour she's carefully constructed around herself is threatened. She's forced to reckon with family, her oldest friend and even the past in the form of an old flame with an agenda of his own. Can she find the strength to face a very different future from the one that she imagined? So that sounds like a rather intriguing plot and that's running until the 9th of September down at the Malvern Theatre Company. Ooh, interesting one there as well. We a local theatre down there. It's a great, uh, great little space and been going for many years now. Absolutely. And we spoke to the people from The Round, the brand new beautiful theatre that's been redone. They've got um, some wonderful productions coming up um, and their season uh, is about to begin. Second with, season, yeah. Uh, yeah, with Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman, uh, which starts on the 15th of September, so a little way off. It's also on the 16th of September um, There's a, and with a post-show q and that's a, a matinee session uh, at 1pm. So um, a wonderful uh, production there. Director Christopher Tomkinson, uh, Paul English, Margot Knight, Charlie Cousins and Ross Dwyer. Yeah, I saw um, that production at 45 Downstairs. It's a very good production and you just mm-hmm. reminded me uh, also – that's coming up um, a bit uh, a bit closer to time, but uh, the brilliant Annie LaPaglia is starring on stage at Her Majesty's Theatre in Death of a Salesman, opening uh, in the next few days. So uh, we're uh, we're being inundated with with the Miller Productions. We so are not, not complaining. No, <laughs> not at all, and that's a, a great one to to get along to. Also, a uh, friend of the show, Bridget Burton and Christina Costigan from Baggage Productions, have their Myra in Space uh, that is um, on at forty five downstairs at that theatre that we love so much from the 7th to the 17th of September. Uh, the 7th is the preview show. You can get tickets there from, uh, I believe, $35 um, going up from there and a wonderful production there. I saw the reading of it last year, so get along to that one as well. Great. And I want to remind people too that um, a couple of exhibitions are, are we winding up soon, so I'm hoping to get along to them. Um, one of them is uh, the Goddess at Acme, the Australian Centre for the Moving Image. And for those of you who haven't heard about it, uh, it features trailblazers, nonconformists, rebels, agitators and instigators on and off screen. 
according to the blurb, through iconic stories, characters and moments from over 120 years of moving image history, Goddess celebrates the women who shaped their own roles, took creative control and fought a system that tried to exploit them in many cases. So um, check out that uh, at the Acme website, acme.net.au, and that is running until the 1st of October. It's about to finish up in the, in the next few weeks or so. And also uh, one that for the school holidays too, Nicole, that your kids might enjoy, mm. Fantastic Beasts at Melbourne Museum. Yes. And you can explore the link between the wizarding world and the remarkable animals of our natural world. And this is a, an exhibition where the fantastic meets the natural world, and that's running till the 8th of October. And so, so what they've um, got uh, really is a, a mix of uh, these uh, bizarre um, creatures, uh, which are the product of people's imaginations and very clever people, and also uh, with um, combining with creatures that actually existed. And this is connected to the London's Natural History Museum collection. Oh, wow. So they brought some pieces out. So, yes. Yeah. So that's one that I think that a lot of people would find quite fascinating. And uh, as I say, that's uh, running until the 8th of October. So get along if you can. Yes, and if you enjoyed the movie, it's a nice little theme there as well. Um, And I know my boys did. I certainly did as well. Mm. Um, Some other interesting things going on locally. Um, Put on your dancing shoes. Dance Against Dementia this September. (laughs) Um, Dance, donate or sponsor a team. Join our fun multi-generational fundraising event and support. Umbrella Dementia Cafe. Uh, Cafe is helping more families living with dementia. It's on Saturday, September 16th um, at the Box Hill Town Hall, where we are here today, um, 2 to 6 p.m. Um, tickets are $50. Um, if you can't attend, uh, you can host your own event between now and September. Um, there's a really nice flyer here at um, the Town Hall, um, and you can check out all of the details under the Umbrella Dementia um, group and also Whitehorse City Council if you'd like to know more about that one. Nice one. Thank you, Nicole. And are you a fan of the fan, uh, fan of the show, um, Who Do You Think You Are or Where Do You Think You yes. Come From, whatever it is? Yes. Uh, well, there's a new one on SBS. Uh, well, it's a series return, actually, Finding Your Roots, so to ah. speak. Monday at 7.30 on SBS. In his long-running PBS series, American scholar Henry Louis Gates Jr. achieves what who do you think you are, according to the Bluebeard, does without the travel expenses. It also cuts down the padding by tracing the ancestries of two people at once, which is a novel concept. And so in this particular episode, he finds connections in the family trees of Glenn Close and John Waters that mirror their own rebellion and artistry. And as they peruse their books of life, insights and historical gems come to light, including a link to British royalty. So that's uh, I just saw a clip of that, a preview of that, and that was quite fascinating, actually. That sounds wonderful as well. Mm. Um, Heritage Week is happening at the Whitehorse City Council um, from the 10th of... Uh, to the 17th of September 2023. Um, all welcome. Um, there again is another great brochure um, of all of the events that is happening there. Your produce from Orchard to Market um, on the 16th and 17th at Strathton House and Orchard Precinct. Um, free, what was the process of getting fruit from the orchard to the market um, before you could load it on the back of a truck? <laughs> uh, in this display, you'll see the... Um, the see your extraordinary ways in which taking produce um, to the market worked and what was involved. Enjoy a picnic in the beautiful gardens. Um, there's kids' activities. There's car racing and industry in Box Hill. Um, miniature trains and the Box Hill Miniature Steam Railway Society will be running their little miniature trains at the end of Elga Road there, which we've had many a fun time on as well. Oh, yes. Um, wonderful set of things going on in Heritage Week from the 10th to the 17th of September as well. Great. And if people um, want to go a bit further afield up to Ballarat, don't forget... 
that um, the um, Photo Biennale is um, up and running and boasting more than 2,000 photographic works. And it's an eight-week-long event and uh, it's um, playing host to more than um, 150 international and local artists with exhibitions across 100 venues, plus walking tours, large-scale outdoor installations, talks, photography workshops and a lot more. So um, it's running until October the, the 22nd, so uh, find out a little bit more about um, about that. And that's Photo, F-O-T-O, Ballarat Photo. Um, that's the website to check out for more details. And I think I mentioned earlier that a couple of years ago, in the last one, um, I went up there to check out Linda McCartney's works. That's and, right. Uh, yeah, some fantastic photographs. And, it's a nice and her trip husband. Too, to it is a nice that. trip. And the weather should be getting a little bit warmer up there. And, um, and, and Paul McCartney, of course, um, her husband um, is uh, not a bad photographer himself. He's, he's put out a book too quite recently. Oh, wow. About things called 964, about that um, tumultuous year in the, in the life of the Beatles. So, yes. I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, the last one I have is actually from the Burundara Arts. Um, there's a community exhibition, When a Moment Becomes a Memory, um, by Sarah Cerrone. It's a community exhibition featuring artworks inspired by lived experiences of the Holocaust and personal memories of a vanished world captured within the raw details of the sculptures and pictorial imagery is the significance of survival under extraordinary circumstances and how it has informed the life and expression of the artist. Um, Inspired by the Dr Zeus quote, sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. This exhibition honours the strength and resilience of women and particularly the immigrant experience on the 30th of August. It's already started to uh, the 14th of October. Um, The opening is on the 16th of September, 2nd. Uh, 2 to 4pm, um, so you can get along at the Town Hall Gallery um, for that one. <clears throat> Thank you, Nicole. And for the Ballet Buffs, Swan Lake is returning from the 19th to the 30th of September at uh, Arts Centre Melbourne. So apparently uh, it has a bit of a twist to it, this one, so to speak. No pun intended. So uh, <laughs> check that one out too. Fantastic. And that really um, brings us to the end of the show today. Um, we've had our two wonderful guests, um, our guests Katie and Merlene from NICA and the wonderful Miss Ida Chong who joined us. Thank you so much for coming in today. Next week, I believe we have Friends of the Show. We might have some mystery Jess, guests. I think Miss Jess is talking about some interesting ventures that she's involved in. Theatre and movies as well. And we may have our wonderful Cuppy Nambia from Matthews, uh, not from Matthews, very but Cuppy uh, Nambia Hogg family law now and uh, she may be back with some um, tips as well on the family law front. Um, so in the studio two now we have coming up uh, the wonderful people at Your Planet Needs You um, and for us here today thanks everyone for uh, listening in, thanks for a great show and um, have a great week everyone. And thanks for your company, happy spring and happy Father's Day. Ciao for now.